Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. A long-ago guest, Peter Collins, joins us today. He was from episode 100, so kind of my milestone episode. He is co-owner of HitWorks in Sunderland, England, and we've kept in contact for the past two years. It's been uh, November 2017 is when he first joined the show, and we've kept in contact ever since, checking each other's workouts, kind of you know, sharing music and things like that, stuff that we're listening to, all sorts of fun stuff, bitching about certain topics. Um, but um, he, he wanted to jump back on the show, talk a little shop today, and I was more than happy to have him. So, Peter, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me back. So, two years. Can you believe it's two years? Two. No, I can't believe it's two years. And, and I know I talk about this a lot because now that I'm a parent, I get to say these kind of things. But our parents used to tell us, you know, at least here in America, they're like, you know, well, wait, wait till you have kids. Time flies when you have kids. You think it's fast now. And I can't, I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. Nope. It certainly nope. does. <laughs> the, cliche, the cliche is true. It flies. Yeah, Absolutely. it really does. But all, but all good things. You and I just got done uh, doing a few minutes of catch up. So I, I thought I'd give us a uh, jump right into to it. But you were just talking to me about your business model because it's just been what just over two years since you i believe in your brother opened hitworks correct yes yes since so it formalized yeah yeah so you know in the states we there, there's kind of this trend of people who open businesses entrepreneurs who open businesses have about when they hit around the three-year mark that's about the the industry standard of success if an entrepreneur can make it to three years then it's kind of like you've hit a really good spot um, in your in your business where things you're probably starting to make a little bit of income, make a return. You've kind of like figured out your processes. Is it kind of the same where you are, or, or have you found it to be a little bit different? Uh, no, I I would agree with that. I would yeah, I would I would concur with that. It's um, it it's been fast in in certain areas. It's been um more efficient in certain areas and then in others yes absolutely it's just about keep working and plowing away and doing your best digging in deep as best you can yeah so let's talk you tell me a little bit more about like the when you first started maybe some expectations you had um or your brother maybe some some expectations that you guys had going into it that now you can look back two years later where you've had to like throw th- some things out the door and then maybe grow some others. Like you were just telling me about, you know, how you kind of changed towards the, uh, the group exercise kind of model. Like, uh, what, what kind of changed that? What other changes did you make? Um, okay. So I think it was a little different. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We, we had a client base prior to, um, forming HitWorks as a, as a limited mm-hmm. company. We, we, uh, 
we were training people prior to that and had been doing that for, for quite a number of years. Okay. Um, so we, we were lucky that the, the upside of that was um, we could transfer, or thankfully those people wanted to transfer over to, to the new business when, when that was created. Um, the, the downside of that, of course, is it's then suddenly a business and you have bills to pay <laughs> and, and you, have, you have insurance to pay and you have equipment to buy and you, you have running costs um, which suddenly appear that you didn't have before. So right. it, 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 presents, it presents its own set of um, <clears throat> problems, shall we say. So we we had to make a business case for it and despite wanting the ideal of continuing to do one-on-one training um we had to create um an economic environment whereby we could do that uh and one of the things that we had to be flexible on was, was the was the number of people that we could train and how we would train them and whether we want to do small group training um <laughs> and getting away from and you know let's be honest what we've talked about this before but what we were involved with was was high intensity strength training right and uh, that can be quite a impenetrable dogmatic group of individuals right yeah no kidding if we were to be honest um so you know to, to break away from the the one on one model it's, it's almost sacrilege isn't it um, it's very true yeah but, but we thought we could do it uh, and we, we limited the size of groups. There was no more than three people would be trained at any given time. And then, and then just over the space of probably that we, we did a good 12 months solid graph with that. Um, and then over the last 12 months or so, it's, it's slowly started to transition whereby um, every, everyone has adapted to price changes and the climate in which they train and they've, they've slowly started to acclimatize to um individual appointments right uh, and it, it's it's just been organic really um it's not something that we forced or pushed um it's just been we're, we're trying to make the whole process as as organic as possible now i, I think that we've we touched on this the last time the, the fortunate situation that we're in is um whilst this is certainly becoming a, um, a full-time endeavor um, yeah. you have careers away from this so everything that we do with the business it doesn't ha- it doesn't it's not necessary for our livelihood every every penny that we we generate it gets reinvested in the business so <clears throat> we are fortunate in that respect we're not relying on this to put food on the table or to pay bills or so on and so forth that's yeah that that's a really good point that's interesting that people are starting to kind of do you say people are transitioning from that small group they're they're kind of requesting more individualized attention now they are yes i mean they accept that there's only there are limitations with time and then and the more people that you have within that with per unit of time there's yeah. only so much to do with them we provided because of the the obsession or fixation that we have with um specific equipment lines um yeah there's things that we can do very very efficiently but it still presents limitations um and you know what one person might do was inform in terms of a vertical push 
or right. a horizontal pull might necessarily biomechanically be the right thing for another individual who's had some injuries in that over that particular joint. Uh, so from that perspective, with the personalized prescription is what, what was lacking. We, we provided a very good and safe um, template of exercises, mm-hmm. um, but there are still limitations that come with that generic template and some customization is required. And when you go into, when you delve into that, that's I think that's where it causes problems and it can break down a little bit. So you you try and be as flexible as you can. Yep. But when all said and done, you are selling a product or a service, and that template ideally does need to be customized. And and I think each individual that we had, was, were, you know, they recognise that, yeah. uh, and they recognise why. What you, what you need to understand for us is, look, I don't know what it's like where you are, but locally, there are some dreadful programs going on. And I, I make no bones about saying that. Um, the boot camp thing thrives. It's, it's cheap. Um, and, but it's, it's, it's sold to the masses. Um, and the, the, there's no accountability there. There's no... There's no accountability to the individual. There's, there's no right. accountability to the injuries that they are incurring or creating or investing in in terms of the future as a, as a consequence of the training that they're doing now. And, and we detest that. We absolutely detest that. So, um, but nonetheless, it is cheap and the masses can, um, are attracted to that whether we like it or not. So we've always tried to be as steadfast as we can with our message about what we do and why we do it. And what we don't like, um, we don't preach, but we are steadfast in what we try and promote. Yeah, and I think there is there is kind of a very similar. I mean, you hit. I just wrote down a couple of things. You said that the boot camp model number one is cheap. <clears throat> you know, they have like the drop in, or you can buy a package at a discount, things like that. And it's they sell it as the biggest thing. And and I okay, I'll I'll say my I'll say my piece after this, but they sell it as you know a fun experience. And not that I think like every workout that a person goes into needs to be this grueling, dreadful thing. Um, I mean, do, do I look forward to every single one of my workouts? No. I mean, I, my body, my brain almost talked me out of it today again. But you do it, you go through it, it's done. Um, I understand. I understand the group format. I understand there, there being the – I think a good thing about it, like the not, – not the group format, the, the boot camp format. They try to cultivate, you know, uh, like a family or a, uh, a they, they try to cultivate accountability because, you, because there are other people there. But I don't think if Susie Q doesn't show up, I don't think Billy Joe really gives a crap at all. I don't think they, I don't think they care. Um, now, whereas, you know, and, and if the coach is there, if he's a good coach, then maybe he'll reach out. But most of the time, you know, if somebody gives them a $200 check for the entire month and somebody doesn't show up in a group in a group, it doesn't matter. Cause I'm going to charge that person cause I got 20 other people, you know, doing ball throws and whatever else they have going on. But if it's individualized, if there's, if there's structure in mind, if you have an appointment with a coach like yourself or, or myself, and this has been well thought out, well designed, if you don't show up, we do care. You know, it's, it's right there in front of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. There is, there is some, a financial 
there's a financial exchange. I mean, it, it is a service that is a business, but it, it, it's, if you're comparing, if you're comparing uh, the two side by side, the people that are out there doing the, the group fitness or the group, the boot camp style methods are a different type of people than I, I think than the people doing uh, the individualized coaching. Um, you know, the individualized coaching, they, those, those people I think gravitate towards it because they appreciate the thoughtfulness that goes into it and the accountability process and the relationship that you build. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I don't know. I don't know what you find, but we tend to. There are certain boot camp mentality groups who we have in the past tried to explain um, at length. I might add, but explain nonetheless why it mightn't be the best thing to do. Um, we, we get the, the psychological impacts that training with others might have it I, sure. I do think that's a positive brian and i have discussed that at length and we've disputed that with other people in the in our personal training camp shall we say and we think yep. there is a bit of snob value whereby um people in our camp can be a bit too excessive with i think so i, yeah. I do think there are some benefits to very small group related activities and um, it so. can bring out the best in people but physiologically, is it the best thing? Uh, arguably not. Um, but um, none, nonetheless, I, I think you can you can make a small. Um, there can be a small argument for having small group training made available. Um, that that being said, um, I, I think you need to. You, you just need to be open with people. And what we find is the, the people who do the boot camp stuff, getting back to your original point, um, is that they tend to get injured. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's where it doesn't matter how much you put the hard sell on. Um, it's once they are injured that they will come to you. If they are that's, still interested, if they haven't been scared off training, if they true. haven't been injured too badly where they need, um, you know, um, uh, a surgical input of some sort uh, on the proviso that hasn't happened then or even if it has in the in the post surgery um, we tend to find that's when we get them clients and they tend not they tend to recognize the value more and tend not to go back to that boot camp based scenario yeah and and that's happening so, certainly more and more so l let me ask them like how many of those how many of those type of people do you guys encounter like the the ones who um because, you know, especially if you go into a certain situation, if a person already has an existing injury, let's just say shoulder, for instance, because a lot of people are walking around with you know, some type of shoulder, maybe a low back or knee or something. Uh, they, they go to a boot camp, even if they tell that the trainer or the, the person there, they say, hey, I'm dealing with this injury. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll try to monitor it. How many of those people, have you seen people leave your, um, leave HitWorks, go to a boot camp and then come right back and then they're like, oh, okay. I did make the mistake. Like what, what amount of people have you seen do that? We, we've never lost anyone to go to another. Oh, well, good the, for you. The, they may well have, that would be probably, that would be probably quite arrogant. I think um, <laughs> there are, though <those, laughs> we probably have lost a small, we're very lucky in so much as um, when we have someone train with us, they are, they do become hooked. Um, yeah. they, they get it. 
we go to great lengths to explain it. We go to great lengths. Again, so, um, you know, it's pretty much like the practical elements that we discussed over two years ago. And, and, and you know, what, just like what we briefly discussed prior to coming on air, once you're a parent yeah. and you're running a household and, um, you know, you, you are trying to maintain some professional life and, and put money on the table to buy food and, and have holidays and, and to provide for your kids, the last thing that you're thinking of at that point is whether you should be training three, four, five, six days a week. Yeah, so, but what what is what is sadly sold in our industry is um, you need to come to see me three, four, five, six, seven days a week to be successful. If you want to get stronger, if you want to add muscle, if you want to be fitter, and 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 all of that diatribe, it's it's the same thing, isn't it? Volume. They they try and sell volume as a way of generating yeah. an income for themselves, and it's something like as we've discussed before is completely counterintuitive as to what you should be doing in terms of productive training so once once we discuss training and and we show them around the the lines of equipment that we have yeah. uh, we explain them you know we we're in a position now where we can showcase more more evidently than ever before why the positive results that we can achieve within 30 to 60 minutes a week I think once you you're at that point, um, you you kind of you really are onto a winner with people because you you're getting these people, you're subverting these people away from this high volume approach, and getting much greater results with far far less. Um, and again, when you're dealing with people with busy lifestyles, right? Yeah. Um, and and you know, let's be honest, training isn't the be all and end all. It it's something that should enhance your life. Yeah. But it's it, it shouldn't detract from your life. And, right. and the, there's all sorts of people in all sorts of walks of life who, who um, lose sight of that, I think, sadly. So as, as soon as we can get them on side and we get them to understand, we've just recently took a, um, a new couple on who are two of the most motivated uh, man and wife, uh, husband and wife couple I've ever come across. Um, very ambitious work very, very hard in their professional life, have children, have a household to maintain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they've, they've just recently come from the, the boot camp mentality. They were getting up at 6 a.m. They've, 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 they've got a busy uh, company to run. And, you know, they were flogging themselves to bits. And, yeah. and it's kind of, the, they've come away from the boot camp scenario to training with us um, for a grand total of 60 minutes a week. And they're like, what? the hell is going on how, how are we making these changes but, but I didn't have to sell it too much it, it, they've, they've literally just they've accepted it and they, they work brutally brutally hard already uh, their work ethic is amazing and um, you know they're the, the, the sold they, they get it and, and yeah. what, what, once you've got the mentality once you understand what you're doing and you get it why it's going to work and why it doesn't need to be the alternative of, of training more and, and that more is not better um, right. you, you win them all and you tend not to lose them, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think we're in kind of this, um, you know, going, going back to the whole boot camp scenario, it's one of those things where, uh, to your an earlier point you made, the more you buy, the cheaper it is. And so yeah. it's sold as the, and, but then, but then you're, 
that person selling that stuff, they're not, they're not talking about why it's going to be beneficial. It's just about the bottom line. They think that yeah. what they're doing needs to be discounted. And that's a standard across the board. I think, you know, I've, I mean, yeah. I've had people, I've had people come to me who um, will say like, Hey, what if I buy six months up front? Can I get a discount? I'm like, I, I just tell them like, no, I'm sorry. You're more than welcome to pay six months up front. If that's what makes you feel better. I'm going to yeah. be doing the exact same amount of work, the exact quality of coaching uh, for you as I'm doing for the person coming in before and right after you. you Absolutely. Know, like my, my, my level's not going to change. And, and, and as long as that person's dialed in on the outside, and again, to your point, I mean, you know, I think, we, I think as coaches and trainers, we get inside of our own heads because we are at the gym eight, nine, 10 hours a day, you know, 10, 12, 16, sometimes 16 appointments a day. And we're looking at people coming in and we think to, to ourselves, like, because it is a big part of our lives, why isn't it a big part of your life? Even if we're not training ourselves, we're training somebody else. We're trying to improve their life. When we know, like, as soon as they walk out the door, it's on to the next thing, on to the, the business meeting, on to pick up the grandkids, on to go to the grocery store. Um, you know, so we, we've got this, like, almost sometimes like an inflated sense of what is going on. In, inside of training um, and I, I'm yeah. starting to go down I'm, start, I'm starting to go down a path I'm trying not to get too far off from the weeds my, my, my original point was just that um, if people have things dialed in then they then hopefully on the outside if they're taking care of themselves like 30% of the time that we hope they are you know getting a, getting some good sleep uh, staying hydrated eating halfway decent most of the time then they're going to see those, those results that the people in um, selling the, the big boot camps, it, it doesn't matter. Let's just turn them in, turn them out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and exactly. And, and, and that, and it's, and again, you know, we're talking about the, the cheaper, looser end of the, of, of the market, but to the right. other extreme now, we, and again, we've talked about this off where haven't we, but we seem to be in a, development camps that are very very polarized now and you've got that at one end and then at the other end you're especially with the advent of social media you've got the other end where people are extreme with dietary approaches and they try to be drill instructors and they're dictating to people how they should eat and what they shouldn't eat uh and and how they should sleep how many hours of sleep they should have how much water they should have how much meat they need to ingest um and so on and so forth it's like hang on you know, take a break, uh, you know, stand back a little uh, and yeah. understand your role in all of this. So I, I think we do, we, we as, as an industry, we need to be aware of what we're doing. We need to be aware of um, how we're treating people, um, that we're not helping exacerbate problems. And I think certain, there's too many situations now where we do do that. Um, there's that many extreme views. And everyone wants to be, I'm saying with inverted commas, evidence-based. Um, everyone now, you know, thinks they are dietitians, um, and people are not staying in their own lane. Um, uh, there's, there's lots and lots of many frustrating things now. So, um, you know, I, I, just, I just think you should provide sensible advice, um, get people to train hard, use good quality equipment and we shouldn't be screwing their bodies over we should be get them to brutally train hard um minimize rest but get them in get yeah. them out 
give them a bit of support, let them get on with their lives. When they need it too. Did you listen yeah. to my last, my last podcast uh, with um, Logan Hurley? He, he actually, um, well, it's, it's going to be a bit confusing for people because this is December right now. Your, your podcast is going to be released in, in uh, February. Yes. Logan's first podcast uh, was a couple months ago already. Anyway, it is, in our most recent one, we had this conversation about how when people come in and they have these really big goals, you know, it's for the, for, for the most part, if someone comes in and they, they're going to you, however they found you, they come to you and they just want to, um, they start, they start at ground zero. I just want to get moving. I want to feel better. I want to feel great. And let's say you're trained that person for a year and you just get them and they come consistently, not every single time. They're not going to be a hundred percent compliance. I get that. But let's say they're coming to 80% of their appointments, which is a high total, I think. And we all, just, just on that, sorry to interrupt, that just on that point alone, we, we are absolutely in agreement. We're, one of the first chats that we have when they come to our clinic is we, 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 tell, we try to explain them. If you hit the 80%, if you look back on your training year and that you yep. say you've hit 80% of your scheduled workouts, yeah. of which really are only one or two workouts a week, then you you have done pretty much anything and everything that you could do. So just on that point alone, absolutely, we're in agreement. Yeah. There, so if you get somebody to do that, especially for for a, a year, a year is a long time. That that's great because I, I want to train people into their, you know, as long as they'll let me. I'm not I'm not a person who's not a person. Like, I'm, I'm gonna let them go after a year because they should be able to do it on their own. I don't think that. But if if along the way they start to sprinkle in questions about alcohol consumption, sleep, what should I be eating, stress levels, all these different things. It's not, I don't think it's my position to, as soon as they walk in the door to say, okay, your strength training, good, we'll do this for a month. Then we have to get your alcohol in check and then we have to tighten up your nutrition. I mean, and, and that's again, to your point, like there's these big, these giant extremes, you know, where if you're, if you're a trainer and you don't offer every single outlet to your clients to be successful, for most people, getting out of bed and going to the gym is such a huge win for them. And if they're strength training sensibly for 30 minutes a couple times a week, man, that's, I mean, we, we know the benefits. I, you know, we could put up a, a ton of research if we want to go down that road, but just, just common sense alone will tell you that's a huge win for most people. And then when they start to see the benefits of that, they start to feel better. Those other things will trickle in because they'll want to get the most out of it. They'll, they'll want to keep going. So absolutely, I feel like we make it so much harder on ourselves when we try to put all this pressure on us. Like I need, again, I need to be a coach. I need to be a, 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 a dietitian. I need to be a sleep expert. I need to be, there's all these things we have to be experts on. And I don't think it's necessarily true. No, I, I mean, the, 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 the line that I've, I've adopted from some American friends is just stay in your own lane. I, I really yeah. do. I do like that. Um, the, the, and, unless you can tell me you are, I, I don't know what it's like in the US, but you in the UK in order really, you need, you need to, um, to, to clash yourself as a nutritionist, um, or a dietitian, you have to be state registered. Right. Um, yeah. and you know, you have to be educated in that field to postgraduate level. Um, you, you, you have to have done postgraduate work. You, you have to have worked in a, a dietetic ward, I believe. Um, 
and, and you know, you've done a lot of work with a lot of people in that area. Um, and there's just, for me, there's, there are too many um, certified trainers who are not qualified or educated well enough um, in that area, in that specific area. Um, and they're not qualified to deal with the, the, not just the scientific, but the psychological impact that, that of, of the information that you're trying to pass on to that person. Um, mm, yeah. They are simply not good enough to do it. They may well get results and they may well be getting results in spite of, um, yeah. and they may well have done something that's worked for them. But the bottom line is they are not suitably qualified and they should not be given advice. So that, that's our personal opinion. Um, we feel we can sleep at night by giving that advice. And don't get me wrong, we have helped um, quite a, a growing number of individuals now with, um, with you know, changing their body composition and um, getting the grips with their nutrition and getting to understand the power of the cal- uh, calorie and understanding what calories are uh and and getting them to understand how to adhere to um certain caloric budgets etc etc but outside of that um that's not an area that we push and we don't believe others should either and we find it very frustrating with you know these dietary trends that are that occur and these these so-called we're probably getting off track here but um these um continued dietary trends that people try and follow uh, or get pushed again social media has so much to answer for it can be a positive thing but it can by god be a a negative thing too um you know and the the, the latest one which we've discussed you know keto doesn't seem to die um and carnivore diets and oh dear me the way people go on about meat only diets frustrates the hell out of me but nonetheless you know, we feel we can sleep at night. Yeah. Um, stay in your lane. That would be my advice with that. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, I've, another thing, I, I think it's, it's not that I'm saying that I don't think that we should have some knowledge of it because I, I, I mean, no. we're dealing with people, but, yeah. but what I, I'm not going to sit down with somebody, especially if somebody seriously says to me, Hey Eric, I need some, I need some like health coaching on, on, um, on what I'm doing here. I just, that like, I don't know what to do in terms of my eating. I'll go with the one or two routes. I'm like, well, depending on how serious this is, I have a dietitian who lives in Chicago that I refer to. She does a lot of online counseling. I refer to her. Uh, We have a lot of the same ideals. But if somebody just says like, hey, I'm having trouble getting vegetables in. Okay. That might be something that we can talk about during a 30 minute appointment. But in my mind, like we're either, I'm either helping you with your your physical training or I'm giving you some health coaching advice. I can't, it's hard to do both because you're not going to yes. suck it in all the way and I'm not going to give you everything you need and then tell you to stop and go to the next exercise. Yeah. So if we need to, so if we need to sit down and have a 30 minute conversation about the different types of green vegetables um, that you can get in and you know what to pair them with and some ideas. Great. But I'm also not going to sit down and, and hand you a list of things and say for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all your snacks in between, you need to be hitting all these macronutrients. I'm just not doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you you did um, a great series, um, didn't you? Where, where whereby um, it was I know it was on Instagram where I used to look at them. I don't know if you broadcast it elsewhere, but you did a thing where it wasn't a cookery lesson as such, but um, you know, a fast based yeah. approach to how you could just use an array of vegetables and you know, how to enhance the quality of your food. 
Um, and, and you did that for quite a while, I think. And just to get a, a simple message across, because people just take it for granted. Um, yeah. And it, it, that was great. And, and absolutely, you weren't preaching to the converted. You weren't, you weren't preaching what people should do. You were just trying to, you were simply given uh, some very simplistic ideas how right. to eat very good, nourishing food. What's, what, there's no harm in that. Right. Yeah, there's, so this kind of brings us back to the whole um, social media thing because I haven't, I stopped posting on social media for a very long time, just like what I want to talk about. Like, like the, my, it was my food prep is what you're talking about. Like every Sunday, yeah. my wife and I have food prep for hours, uh, a couple hours. We make it, it's just part of our daily routine. We get up, we, you know, have our coffee and then we just start throwing things in the oven, chopping meat and vegetables up. And in a few hours, we have our entire week planned. We still do that. Just because it's not on Instagram doesn't mean we don't do it. You know what I mean? But I got to the, I got to a point where I was spending, this is basically me. This is because I've had other people tell me other professionals like, Hey, you should get back on there and start posting more things and yada, yada. I posted, I feel like all I can post about the things that I care about. And I, I'm, it's a lot of, it's a lot of effort it is. to get out there and post. And I just thought to myself, like, what value am I getting out of it? versus giving into it and i understand that i can post and not and not slide through things i get that but i feel like it almost goes hand in hand and i just decided to to stop to put it all down whenever i release a podcast now that's what i put up and i even auto post that once a week on fridays i'll check messages to see if somebody sent me something and if i don't see anything on the inbox i'm out yeah i'm out i just can't do it because i I get on there and then I, even if I delete things from people who are obviously who talk just out their ass and, and they want to start this conversation of negativity because that's what a lot of posting is. I feel like they're just like, this is what I believe. This is right. And if you don't believe me, then F you. And then people just go and you get into the comments and it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm no different than anybody else. I go right into the stream and start feeding into it. And I, I just, I don't, I don't want, not that I don't have the time. I'm not saying that. I'm no busier than anybody else, but I don't want to make the time. Yeah. I don't, yes. I don't want to, I don't want to give any, any more. I'd rather just walk for 30 minutes on the treadmill, listen to a podcast rather than, you know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I can't, I can't give any more to it. I know there's a bunch of, I know you guys post a lot of good things. I know, you know, there, there's a lot of people that I follow that are still, you know, on the follow list that maybe in six to eight months, I'll change my tune and get back in and see what's going on. And I know I'll jump into a lot of good people, a lot of good folks. But mm. right now, I just feel like it's something I can't get into. Yeah, we, we, we have tried to focus that we, we try to. Um, we try to focus on our culture. Um, yeah, again, with, with Brian, with Brian, <clears throat> with Brian and I having a um, so for us, the, the culture that we had in, in the old garage days when we were coaching people there, um, we, we had a very um, hard training culture that was developed yeah. uh, through, through mentors of ours. And um, that, that was um, amalgamated with our dry sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, that comes from our, our, our professional life in law enforcement. That, that's, that's where it comes from. Um, so we, we do have this kind of dry, sarcastic wit. And we will, to be blunt, we will take the piss out of you. Um, and people get it. They know it's harmless. And the, 
they, they get the bluntness of it. Um, yeah. And that's and to be fair, in, in our social media, that's what we try and get across. We we try to have a little bit of fun with it, but ultimately, we, we, what we're trying to show showcase is just sensible, safe, joint friendly, but nonetheless very very brutally hard training. Yeah. On 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 uh, or utilizing very very good medical state of the art equipment, and and that that I, I think that would be it. That that's that that's how how I would uh, sum up what we try and get across. Well, I know when you when I was following. I mean, that's what I got from you guys. And just yeah, that, our sense our sense of humor can be brutal if you if you don't quite get it if you if you haven't come across it before. And I don't I certainly don't know how it translates across the great pond but um that, uh, that that that's what we try and get across no i think it i think it's good there um so today it kind of reminds me of today that there was just we've got a admission five where i where i train clients we've got a huge array of people right so we've got uh multiple trainers uh female male what well one one female um many male but it, it regardless that's not where i'm going so the one of my clients who's relatively new kind of just started jabbing at Joel, the owner, just saying some stuff to him, just, just kind of chattering at him. And then my client, uh, Mike left and Joel looks over at me and he's like, like, I, how new is he? Because I feel like we haven't had that conversation before. Like he hasn't talked to me like that before. But like it's, it's part of the, like that camaraderie and that thing. So I think that translates fine. You know, I think people understand it if they're in a certain kind of atmosphere like it, yeah. it comes across as fine, especially the people you're working with. Like, who cares what somebody else thinks? Like, do you think yeah. that person would keep coming back if they actually meant, you know, if you were trying to offend them? No. Yeah. No. Not at but, all. But do you do you do you know what I'm saying about Instagram or Facebook or whatever? Like more, more times than not, the things when people get on there and they get pissed off, that's when I'm starting to get pissed off just talking about it. But they they get on there and they start. They'll put up something that that know that they know will get a giant reaction because it's 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 like a it's not even against the grain because I almost feel like going against the grain is a good thing, but it's just a reaction that they know that they'll get a bunch of comments on and a bunch of likes or or whatever, and it's it's just bullshit. You don't really need to hear it. But the people who put out like really good quality information that comes across in a very sensible way. It, it a lot of times doesn't get the attention it deserves or maybe, or maybe uh, I'm just, maybe it's, maybe I'm making that whole thing up. And it's just, you know, very few than what I saw. No, I, I agree. I think a lot of people just try to be contrarian or antagonistic. Um, that's a better word. That's a better word. Antagonistic. Yeah. For the sake of it. Uh, or, or they just want, as you say, they, they want to get a, a knee jerk reaction of some sort. And we have had that. And I would have to say, Brian, in his in fairness, deals with them um, with humour far better than what I do. Um, you, you, I I, I, I kind of get frustrated too, and I I can find it to be quite a negative experience. And I just kind of want to, you know, um, well, rip their throats out to be honest. Um, but you, you know, you can't do that. Apparently, it's illegal, and you know, get you into trouble. <laughs> It so, is over here. You yeah. can't do that over here. <laughs> it is over here too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, you, all we're trying to do is educate on 
sensible practices in terms of training and why you can get more out of less. If you yeah. train harder, why you can get more out of less. Uh, and you, you always get some jackass who wants to make some criticism of some sort. Um, and, you know, that's when it gets frustrating, doesn't it? But, um, yeah. but uh, we, I think by and large, we're, we're kind of, uh, our message is um, largely well received. And yeah. we, 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 I mean, again, as you know, because you're part of the inner sanctum, we, we have a private group where anything goes and um, people with humour can see anything they wish. Uh, but then the, we, we, have the public, we have the public sites on social media, on, on Instagram and on Facebook, purely to showcase what we do um, yeah. and, and, and why you can do things that little bit easier and better. But, but you, yes, you always get those individuals who want to be antagonistic or want to tell you why what they do is better. And we just, we, we've learned to get to that point where it's a case of, well, okay, jog on, do what, do what you want. Um, fine. That's, yeah, not what, fine. that's not what we do. And we do what we do. And this is why. That's and we, 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 we just try and leave it at that now. Yeah, you get just, I think it's just the, I think it's the troll mentality that gets me more yeah. than anything. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Because you'll see those same people get on multiple pages and you're like, oh, you just, oh, I get it. You just say the same stuff all of yeah. the time because you know where do, they, where do they get the time? Where do they find the time to just sit at a keyboard and be a keyboard warrior? You know, what? It's, I don't know. I guess it's the same amount of time that anybody does who sits down and looks at Instagram. Yeah. Same time, I guess. I, mean, I don't know if they put that much more thought or effort into it than you and I would. They're just saying uh, dumb things. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, uh, I just don't understand. I mean, you know, I, I browse them things. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I, I know at what point in my, in my day or schedule I get to do it. But yeah. I, just, I think, Jesus, where do you get the time to make these comments? And, some, and sometimes, again, we have made the mistake of um, not trying to have a superior mentality about things but if you see something that is genuinely god awful yeah and you think you are because we we from a training perspective we we truly see it as physiotherapy again i think we've discussed this at length before but we do see strength training and physiotherapy is one and the same thing especially mm -hmm. if you have good tools to use and not everyone yeah. does sometimes you need to find workarounds um but nonetheless, if you have good tools and, and you have good practitioners, physiotherapy and strength training, as far as we're concerned, are one and the same thing. So if you see something that someone is doing in a, in a damaging way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. then the, there are times when you've, you can comment, but it's like they, they just take everything as an insult or don't tell me. And you think, well, hang on, I'm, I can, you know, it, it's hard not to get down the, we, we've learned to be quiet now in this regard, but I think mm. when you are doing this daily as a profession yeah. and you mm. are results-based and your clientele come to you for results and you are doing, you know, in excess of hundreds of workouts a week and thousands of workouts a year and you kind of, you know, irrespective of whether you are an academic or not or whether you've got data to support what you do or not, Yep. You're becoming a practitioner in your own field. And I would like to think that with 
with a, a modicum of intelligence, you, you'll get to understand what actually works in the real world and what doesn't. And if you're trying to offer someone a little bit of gentle encouragement or advice and they don't take it on board, well, we, we've kind of learned to be quiet about it, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, eventually you just got to be like, all right, I do. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. You're out. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's fine. To on. be, I mean, and it's either like you take my route where you just kind of go cold turkey, like, okay, I'm out of here. Sorry, I got to go. Or, you know, and a lot of people will criticize, not criticize me, but they'll, they'll comment like, well, don't you use it for business? I say, no, I don't. I've never pulled a single client from Instagram. Um, and I just, and I don't, or for social media. Now, whether or not someone who goes to my website, whether that, whether or not they get onto my Instagram and then it kind of reaffirms what my website says, that's different. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like, and I, I think that's where most of the confusion comes from that we have to be a part of it to build our business. And I just don't think that's true. And I agree. I, I, I think that locally, I, I think, I think it's nice to be able to pick up um, the community that you're part of. Again, yeah. if it wasn't for social media, then, you know, we, we, we wouldn't have become friends. We wouldn't have had exactly. the discussions that we had. So from that perspective, it's very positive. Um, yep. And they are like-minded individuals who are, I greatly respect uh, and have had the opportunity to speak to and link in with, which is great. Um, opportunities that wouldn't have arose under any other circumstances. Um, so that's great. That's very positive. Um, but Good in terms point. of yep. business, um, our sole arbiter for success has been word of mouth. There's, yeah. there's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, it's solely word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think those people who, um, you know, you've got, you go, going back to uh Susie Q, Susie Q tells, uh, you know, Billy, Billy Joe over here that I've been training and here's where I go. You should check them out. You know, maybe, maybe it's, it's enough for that person to say, okay, you know, I trust you. So I'm going to go to the person you trust. But yeah. if they, you know, if they needed to, to jump on to see, you know, what you, what you're posting or whatever else, like, some of that stuff might not even be directed towards them. You know, it, it could maybe, maybe it doesn't come off the wrong way or maybe it does come off the wrong way. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe they fall right into the fold with it. I don't, I don't know. But what, what I do know is that, uh, and I'll just say this in a general term, if you're getting into the, the fitness industry and you think that your sole business is going to be through Instagram and through and in posting about, whatever it is that you do or about you specifically take that time and invest it in someplace else. Cause I just don't think yeah. it's worth it. No, I, again, I, I fully agree with you. Yeah. And um, again, I totally, while you were saying, you know, about us getting to know each other and I'm thinking about all the other people that I've met through uh, fitness gander, you yeah. know, hell I've found most of those people through social media. So it's not like I'm, not like I'm here saying that this is it's dumb. It should go away. I'll never use it. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. You know, it it can be used to cultivate amazing things. I'm so glad I'm in. I live in 2019. I don't want to. I don't want to do this in 1970. You know, like it. I get it. <laughs> I get what I'm talking. I get what I'm saying. It's a it's it's a different beast. But there's some things you can leave. Some things you can go into. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, man, that's, we, that's it. We got to, that's we it. got to, we got to rant a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
But uh, look, look I, I actually do have to get going. I've got another appointment coming in in 30 minutes. So I'm going to get in there and, and uh, get prepared. But uh, if people want to get a hold of you, they want to find out about more about what you're about, uh, where, can they, where can they go to do that? Uh, social media. <laughs> of course. Um, of course. Why? Yes, where else? Yes. Social we, media. We still, we still have not progressed to a website. We, we have okay. not done that. We refuse to do that. Um, the only thing that we have still right now is um, a public Facebook page. Okay. It works. And we have an Instagram page, again, under the same title. It works. Uh, and we, our email address is hitworksinfo at gmail.com if yeah. they want to send us an email um, or just send us a message. But um, we're always happy to chat to anyone. Um, we, we think we're quite positive and receptive in that way. Yep. So, yeah, feel free. Well, Peter, I appreciate this very much. And, and I, I do appreciate the link that we have through through social media and I hope this didn't come back to bite either one of us in the ass, all of the, all of the trash talking. And then <laughs> I think it's been cathartic, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think it has. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope people do reach out to you. Keep up the great work and, uh, and we'll talk, we'll talk to you very soon. Great. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.